Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Trafford, Mike Palmer with you. And we follow up on a previous episode where we talked about all the things happening in the world. And Mike, we mentioned one, but we, we never really got to it, the coronavirus. So we wanted to talk about that and, and a follow up on, on that episode about all of the, the different things, but always like to check in first. How are you doing and how are you feeling? I know you're a little yeah. under the weather. I am. And, uh, you know, little interesting tidbits. So we did a little research for, for this show. Interesting tidbit is that the common cold is a form of the coronavirus. It was discovered back in the 1960s. There's two forms of the common cold. So this cold feels uncommon because it's been a little bit brutal, but, but I imagine I'm suffering from like an old school coronavirus that's not that bad. So don't, don't, don't be too concerned for me. I'm fine. But, but the new school coronavirus was just discovered and it was identified by the World Health Organization on December 31st, 2019. So it was like the 2020s are coming. We want to bring it in with, with a, a big, big explosion. Right. Ryan Seacrest, yeah. Dick Clark, and yeah. the coronavirus. Coronavirus. So there's a new variant of the coronavirus that was uh, discovered in the Wuhan province of China. And uh, it has been spreading. So like it has spread uh, to last, I don't know if it made it to Africa or South America yet, but I think it made it to the other continents so far. And people are very up in arms and it kind of feeds into that same collective sentiment of fear and panic and the idea that we're living in this sort of dystopian sci-fi future. And there's an element of truth to that. So, uh, so I'm feeling okay. You know, I'm on the better side of bad. I got my lozenge game together. I got my hot liquid game together. Things are looking up for this guy. There you go. And to your point about sci-fi and it's sort of dystopian future, you do see they're almost locking down portions of China, the Wuhan province specifically, but also I think 50,000 flights have been canceled that fly into China. Now you take that along with the socioeconomic uh, things that go on between places like the United States, yeah. United Kingdom and China and relations there, add this on top of it. Right. And it does become an, also an interesting lens with which to look through worldviews, uh, race views, uh, sort of uh, xenophobia and how that can feed in. Uh, oh. There are all sorts of things at play here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it's, we are living in interesting times, you know, and this is the type of thing that argues uh, against globalism. So like if you have closed borders, viruses don't move, but also information and solutions also don't move. You know, the people who need to be in different parts of the world can't get there as easily when, when folks start to lock down. And then particularly because many of these viruses are identified by where they began, I think it can feed into racism and xenophobia uh, especially in this case in the U.S., there will be increased fear, vaguely warranted, around people who have been in China. You know, so it's pretty interesting to think about the scope of the risk. You know, it's a relatively severe uh, virus, so I, I think it had a fatality rate of three percent the last I saw. So you know, have a ninety-seven percent chance of not dying if you do contract this, but you know, three percent is kind of big. But compared to, say, like the flu or the common cold, you know, this thing isn't anywhere near that. I think the sci-fi element is that if you can't contain 
these things, they can really spread depending on how contagious they are. So, so yes, it's, it's interesting. We were talking about how it's going viral, how the coronavirus is going coronaviral. There, there is, again, talking about the science, like there, there's a lot to learn around virology. And I did, you know, dip my toe in the pool a little bit as preparation for this, but, but the science there is interesting. And I think it's something that we will want to want to circle back to both virology and epidemiology. So like virology is like, you know, the nature of the virus, how they change, how do we, how do we develop vaccines and defenses for them on the one hand, and then epidemiology on the other hand, which is, you know, more of like the social science side of how things spread, you know, just like when you go viral, it's on social media, epidemiology, you know, the way diseases are contracted and spread is through, you know, generally social uh, contact, you know, some kind of contact. And what's funny, you know, it's all like, uh, Rob, I think it was Robert Fulgram back in the day, everything I needed to know, I learned in kindergarten. But it does feel like a lot of this stuff is taking us back there, you know, like, the, the tragedy around Kobe is, is saying like, you know, hold your family close and, and really value that. And, you know, the, the dad girl craze and even the impeachment trial, I think a lot of people are frankly happy it's done and, you know, are almost thinking again about the importance of kindness and like sort of a, a reaction against how nasty things have gotten. And then the coronavirus, I think the takeaway is sneeze into your elbow Wash, wash your wash hands. hands. You know, and it's like, you know, have your cookies and take a nap. You know, like these things all seem obvious, honestly. And then somehow we lose we lose our way over the years. Yeah, slow down. You know, slow down a little bit. Wash those hands regularly and make sure you're, uh, the phrase I keep uh, hearing is good hand hygiene. Yes. So it's washing hands, 20 seconds, making sure, you know, you hear sing the alphabet, sing twinkle, twinkle, little star, whatever you want to do to count out those 20 seconds, yeah. uh, but give yourself some time to do that. And uh, to your point, kindergarten, first grade, like that's what the teachers are. Hey, don't forget, wash your hands, get back, get back there and wash those hands. So yeah. I think it makes total sense. And you are seeing sci-fi or, or maybe the hysterics of it all that can happen. I may mention when we talked last week before we recorded, I was at my local pharmacy and they had sold out of masks two days in a row, surgical masks that you see people walking around. And largely from what you read and talking to my own doctor and my wife's doctor, they're not going to do much. A surgical mask isn't going to change your interactions because it's on your hands, right? If you're shaking well, hands. It can keep like it's on your right, hands. If, you're, if it's stopping your hands, yes, your that hands is true. Don't go to your mouth. So, like, I, I think the surgical masks. We don't want to. We don't want to inspire a, a run on surgical masks. For, we don't want to have a panic to go with the right. pandemic. But, but I do believe the surgical mask, as far as I can tell, would help. It's just a. It's a. It's a little bit of weak tea. You know, it's like unless you're in a high high percentage of incidents like they're, they're, if you're in a high risk area where there's a lot of cases that have already been cited or an like, EMT or a doctor yeah, or... Exactly. you work in a hospital or you work in an ER you know uh, you work in an ER in the Wuhan Peninsula you know you probably should be wearing a surgical mask right now the other thing that was fascinating is how quickly China stood up a 10,000 bed hospital I think they did that within a couple of weeks you know hospital in air quotes you know because I don't know how up to code that that building is and then i don't know what's 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 really interesting and 
zeitgeisty and frightening at the same time about this is the idea of quarantine and sort of, you know, othering the people who have the problem and solving it for the rest of us by putting them in a separate place. And I, I think it is an interesting thing to continue to watch. As, as you mentioned, like the impact on the global economy is really interesting because the other aspect of, of all of this is trade and commerce and things that expect the free flow of humans and capital and goods around, around the world. And uh, China's a huge economy. And, and if this turns into something that's as big as it may be, it's definitely worth noting. But it's also worth noting that you know, SARS was similar, MERS was similar. We've seen a good number of these like super viruses. Right. I almost feel like they need to get named like hurricanes, you know, like. Well, we had the avian flu and the swine flu and, yeah. and those swine flu took, had a number of fatalities, which I don't remember happening at the time. Worldwide was a pretty large number. I will point out also the, the, the first doctor to sort of raise the alarm bells around this virus, the coronavirus in Wuhan has passed away, a 33-year-old ophthalmologist who was one of the first to say, something doesn't seem right with this. It seems a little bit off. He claimed to have been not really listened to, which would have, would seem to be the case now as it has spread. Uh, yeah. But he passed away recently over the past couple of days, which has been another reminder to people there and I think worldwide about, you know, he was the first to say something about it and now has passed away himself. So taking this seriously, you know, the hand washing, the mask, whatever it may be, but from a government perspective, a doctor perspective, it is a serious thing. We can sometimes lose sight of that. But to your point, if it's not contained, we assume now it will be just right. science and the way things work. But if it were not to be contained, it is dangerous and it is something that could cause some problems. Yeah. And not to mention uh, the conspiracy theories behind sure. this and the, the hoaxes. So there was this guy on a plane, a WestJet plane from Canada who was flying to Jamaica. And right after the plane took off, he stood up and said, I recently visited Hunan province. I don't think he even said Wuhan. And I'm feeling a little uh, sick. I think I might have the coronavirus. I guess as a joke, uh, I saw the guy interviewed and he seemed like he didn't really know what he was doing, but they wound up having to turn the flight around. And it reminds me of, you know, sort of panics historically where, you know, the people start saying something and it eventually goes viral to the point that everybody starts to believe right. something is happening when, you know, it, it sort of feeds on itself. So the Salem witch trials, I was thinking about the, the clown hoaxes years ago where like, if, if people want to build, build feed into this, this mass hysteria, you know, could, could you call your school and instead of a bomb scare, do like a virus scare you know sure. it just seems like we're we're all sort of assaulted from all sides by risk and danger and when you actually step back and think about it you know a bigger risk for me is you know the fact that my one-year-old's in daycare you know right. so that and i just gotta suck it up and deal with it because he's gonna bring stuff home it's highly unlikely he's gonna bring home the new Wuhan coronavirus. And, you know, we all just need to get smarter about assessing our own uh, level of risk. And then also, you know, like we've been saying, like unplug a bit from the, the mass hysteria spectacle machine that is just pumping out 
breaking news, this just in, developing story, everybody needs to freak out. You know, it's just nice when you can find things that sort of counteract, like the antidote, the anti, the Theraflu for like bad viral stuff on social. You know? Well, I, I think then going down that same path, it reminds me of War of the Worlds, right? The radio play that aired as a radio play. There's a disclaimer at the top of it, but yep. people tuned in as it was happening and thus thought it was real. Now, the reactions have become a little bit of folklore and a little bit of, of uh, storytelling at this point, but there were people who genuinely thought something was happening and that this was a news program happening saying that aliens were invading. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to what you're just going down of, if you log in in the middle of a story on social media, like the WestJet story, and you just catch a piece of it, it just speaks to slowing down and finding the primary source. Yeah. Slowing down and taking the time to learn more for yourself before you're the one then continuing that, not even conspiracy theory, just something that's not true. And I, I think that's, we've talked about it a few times, unplugging, stepping back, slowing down. And I think that speaks to it as well here of not spreading you know, untruths or, or lies, whatever word you want to use. Right. Uh, and I think that's that's part of the theme we've had here of slowing down a little bit and not letting the machine get a hold of you and just churn another one out. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the, the concept of digital literacies, you know, so there's multiple literacies, but, but they're, they're generally talking about looking critically at the media that's being shared with you. And frequently, what, what's been like a eureka moment for me has been trying to understand why is this thing being shared? Because frequently it's not being shared because of its informational value. It's not being shared because of its you know, critical perspective or sort of like depth of research. Frequently it's being shared because it makes a good story or because it's provocative or because it, it sort of pokes all the right bears. And I think just being critical about that. And don't get me wrong, like, I lean into a lot of this nonsense uh, a good amount. Like I, I feel like if you, I don't think you should be entirely unplugged. Right. But, but yeah, and it's interesting also, like I think there's lots of teachable moments just around the, the science here, you know, just getting back to us as a, a educational podcast. Like I think there's a real opportunity to talk about epidemiology, talk about virology, talk about, you know, the importance of healthcare, hygiene. You know, there's, there's a lot in all of this and I think it's relatively easy to, f- to filter out the nonsense and then provide good curation of this information for other people. And I think that's something we're going to try to continue to do. And um, increasingly, just because there's so much noise, I think having reliable curators to filter some of the nonsense is an increasingly relevant trend for me. And, you know, I'm trying to, we're trying to provide that function to a certain extent. And then also I'm, I'm always seeking out good sources f- from whom I can find uh, good, relevant information. So hopefully that's a, a function we can continue to provide and maybe get better at. And, and then it's so zeitgeisty, Dan, we could not talk about it, right? Plus I, I have, I, I, it's my flu game, right? Right. You, you, you brought it. I don't know if you're hitting the, the shot over, what was it, Byron Russell? Is that who he, uh, Jordan hit the shot over? Is that the flu game? Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, you, against the Jazz, right? So for those of you who don't know that uh, Jordan flu game, you can Google it. It's, it's uh, one of folklore as well, whether or not he was actually sick or, or had been 
perhaps gambling somewhere is a story that has come out after the fact. Mike had not been. Mike is, in fact, sick. I don't want to imply uh, differently. But I think a great conversation, one that we would like to add to, one we'd like to keep going, bring experts in to talk about not just the coronavirus specifically, but learning from these things and, and teachable moments and how med schools or, or medical professionals are learning from and trying to adjust when something new happens like this, doctors need to be learning on the fly and symptoms and trying to dissect and from a clinical perspective or from a test perspective, understanding how to assess and, and maybe quarantine someone or make that decision and move forward. So lots to discuss here still around the coronavirus, around the viral nature of it, both from a social media and from an illness perspective and so much more here on Trending in Education. Thank <music> you.